everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Love, Sex and Psych. My name is Amy and I hope you're all having a great week. It's currently the end of my week as I'm recording this. It is Sunday night. I'm sitting in my bed all cozy. We've got another bed episode today and I actually had a really good reset day today. As I've said in previous episodes recently, I've been complaining a lot about how I've been sick and I've just been feeling like meh, like pretty shitty. So I thought I need to just have a reset before I go into a new week. So I cleaned my room. I tried to eat really healthy today. I did some things that were on my to-do list and I just like felt really good and productive. So this is your sign to have a Sunday reset day this week and just set yourself up for a good week, especially if you're in winter right now, if you're in Australia like I am and you've got yourself a bit of the winter blues, then it is a good time just to do some things for you and set yourself up for a good week on a Sunday. Now for this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about how a holiday will either make or break your relationship. And also before we get into this episode, I just want to say if you're American, you might be confused when I say the word holiday. I feel like Americans think of like the word holiday as like Christmas or Thanksgiving or Halloween or something. But I say holiday as in a vacation. But vacation seems so American to me. Like I would never say vacation in my real life. I refer to a vacation as a holiday. So let's just get that out there. When I say holiday, I'm talking about vacation. (laughs) I don't know if I need to make that distinction, but just in case, I'm going to do it. So yeah, we are talking about how a holiday will either make or break your relationship. And I'm also going to tell the story of how I got dumped in Thailand, which this is a hilarious story. I mean, it was not funny when I was in it, but it's funny now because it's just crazy. And I really feel like this was a canon event in my life, like it needed to happen. And it's just a good story. It happened for the plot. That's what I'm telling myself anyway. (laughs) I also think talking about holidays right now is just really relevant. I feel like literally half of the entire population in Australia is in Europe right now. I swear every single person I follow on Instagram is in Europe. I don't know how they're all fitting over there, but it's happening. And everyone on the other side of the world seems to be living up their life in Europe as well or going on holidays, I don't know, to the Bahamas or something. Literally everyone is on holiday. So why not talk about how a holiday will either make or break your relationship? It's a very hot topic. All right, let's dive into the actual episode. First, we're going to discuss why a holiday is a test for a relationship. I'm just jumping in here to give a quick disclaimer. Although I do have a psychology degree, I'm not a registered psychologist. So please remember that any advice or recommendations I make in this podcast is not professional advice and it should not be taken in replacement to seeking professional help. If you are struggling, please reach out to your GP. Okay, back to the episode. Now, ideally, a couple's holiday should be amazing it should be blissful and romantic it should be a time where you can really nurture your relationship because you're away from work your usual obligations any stress that you have at home and you can really just focus on each other and have fun you've got complete privacy like if you don't live out of your family home or if you live with flatmates or whatever when you're on holiday just the two of you you have complete privacy you can just live it up with each other and get really romantic and connect. And past research has actually shown that couples' holidays can strengthen attachment. 
they can help solve problems and they can even prevent divorce, obviously if the holidays are going well. (laughs) And I actually found a study that was done in 2019, it was published in the Journal of Travel Research and it investigated how couple holidays enhance couples functioning. And the study found that higher levels of shared experiences during a holiday And these were effective communication, showing affection and experiencing new things together actually led to higher levels of couple flexibility and cohesion following the holiday. So in other words, couples that had really good experiences on their holiday and functioned really well together also function better when they are at home. But obviously the benefits that come with going on couples holidays rely on you actually having a good experience while you're on holiday. And not everyone does. I can attest to that, as I will tell you all later, but a holiday can be very stressful. It can put a lot of stress on a relationship, and I believe it is one of the best tests you can put your relationship through to see if you're actually compatible and to see if you can, you know, solve problems together and that kind of thing. And as I was researching for this episode, I actually found it is quite common for couples to break up either during or following a trip together. I think... People's true colors start to show, people begin to crack under pressure if something stressful happens during a holiday, and it does really put you to the test. If you've ever traveled before, especially internationally, you'll know how stressful it can be. Things can go really wrong. It is very stressful and intense, especially being in an environment where you don't know where you are, you might not know anyone. It is hard. So the stress of travel alone can increase tensions in a relationship. And if there's underlying issues, that added stress is probably going to cause some arguments. If you don't have the skills to kind of resolve conflict in a healthy way, or maybe you're quite a reactive person or your partner's a reactive person, then I feel like arguments are likely to arise in these stressful travel situations. When you're on a holiday, you also have a lack of personal space. You are spending 24 hours a day with this person that you're traveling with. Just say you're on holiday for two weeks. That is 14 days that you're spending with this person 24 hours a day. So again, if there's any issues in the relationship, they will definitely begin to show. If you are incompatible in any way, that will definitely become apparent when you spend such a large amount of time with someone without a break. I feel like you kind of get a taste of what it would be like to live with a person if you don't already live with them. Maybe you'll see weird habits that you don't really like. Maybe you'll think they're really messy, whatever it may be. You see someone's true colors and kind of true personality when you're spending that amount of time with someone and it really does show you whether you're compatible or not. Even just, you know, the day-to-day kind of things that go on when you are on holiday, like planning, trying to organize, transport, whatever, it shows you whether you can work as a team with your partner. And it also shows you whether you can compromise or they can compromise for you because people like to spend their holidays in different ways. Some people like to just lie by the pool the whole time. Some people like to go on hikes and be really active. Some people like to do heaps of sightseeing. People have different preferences. And in my opinion, compromise is really, really important. Both people should be able to compromise for each other And on a holiday, you should be doing things that both people enjoy and it should be balanced. If one person's really active, then you should do some things that that person really enjoys. Whereas if the other person just wants to relax and really take a breather from work and the stress that comes with being at home, 
then maybe you have a couple of days just laying by the pool and lazing about you know it should be balanced and you should be able to compromise for each other and if you can't maybe that's another sign that you're not compatible my mum actually told me a funny story of a previous boyfriend back in the day um she was on holiday with a boyfriend and all he wanted to do was tan like just stay in the hotel or resort wherever they were staying and work on his tan and I'll tell you my mum is quite the sightseer I've obviously been on holiday with my mum she likes getting out and about she likes seeing the sights she likes being active so I don't think she was very happy about this and obviously it did not last so compromise definitely has to be a thing in a relationship and especially when you're on holiday and a holiday will show you whether someone can compromise for you honestly I think it's a good idea to get your first couple's holiday done quite early in the relationship you know if you have the means to why not go on a little couple's holiday and just gauge the vibe you know see how this person does with planning with organizing see how they deal with conflicts how they deal with stressful situations because it is a really big test you're going into a brand new environment it gives you the opportunity to just see how you both cope see how you deal with new situations see how you resolve issues see how you deal with just being in each other's company 24 hours a day for a prolonged period of time Another thing my mum told me, she told me this the other day, every new thing that you do with your partner is a test and every new thing that you can get through kind of shows you how compatible you are. And there's so much newness that comes with going on a holiday, especially if it's your first couple's holiday, that alone is something new. And then every day you'll be doing new things, going to new places, sharing new experiences. So each day that you get through on this couple's holiday is literally a win. Each day that you're able to get through shows you how compatible you are with this person because each day is a test. Every new thing that you do with a partner is a test. And that's kind of a scary thought, but I also think that's really cool because every new thing that you get through shows you how strong you are as a couple and maybe how good you are together. So I do think it's a good idea to go on a couple's holiday early in the relationship And you know what, I've even heard of people going on holidays before they're even like officially dating, which I don't know if I could do that. That seems a little crazy to me, but I guess it is a really good idea because you're literally seeing a very, very raw version of a person. You're seeing how they live. You're going to see their sleeping habits. You're going to see what they eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner, literally everything. So I guess going on a couple's holiday before you're even official would be a good way to determine whether you want to be with someone. But I guess, yeah, that's not feasible for everyone. I don't think I would be comfortable with that. Maybe like a little weekend away somewhere near where I live, that would be okay. But I don't think I'd go on an international holiday with someone that I'm not official with. But each to their own, I guess. If you want to weed out the bad ones by going on a trip before you're official, then go for your life. I can see how it would especially be appealing if this trip is paid for by the potential suitor. I probably would say yes then. I mean, how could you not? (laughs) And you know what? If this holiday does go well that you're going on early on in the relationship, that can only bring about benefits. Like nothing bad is going to happen if you go on an amazing holiday with someone in the first few months of you dating. You know, you'll have fun memories together that you made early on when you're in the honeymoon phase and you're all lovey-dovey. 
you'll be a better team, you'll be better at solving problems and as I said, if you can get through traveling together, especially if it's international travel because that is hectic, if you can get through that, then you can probably get through anything. All right, it has come time in the episode for me to discuss the story of how I got dumped in Thailand. Strap in because this is a wild one. I'm actually just so excited to be telling this story on the podcast because I remember when it happened, I was like, if one good thing comes from this, it is content because I knew I wanted to start a podcast. As I said in the first episode, I've been thinking about it for like a year before doing it, but I don't know, something was holding me back. And when I got broken up with, I was like, that's it. I'm I'm doing it. I'm just going to start this thing. And I was like, I already have such a good story to share on the podcast. So thank you to the one that dumped me in Thailand for the content. So I shall set the scene for you. I went to Thailand with my then boyfriend to celebrate my 21st birthday. We were going to Phuket. We went to Koh Samui and we went to Koh Phi Phi gorgeous places. I need to go back to Thailand and make some really good memories there because it's kind of tainted for me now. But anyway, that's besides the point. Gorgeous place. So this was, I think, two days after my 21st birthday. I was feeling really good. I was having so much fun. I just couldn't get over how beautiful the place we were was. We were staying in Koh Phi Phi at this point in time. I thought everything was going well. I mean, to be honest, I didn't travel that well with this person, which should have been a telltale sign. And we had gone on an international holiday before this, and we also didn't travel very well on that holiday either together. So yeah, look at the red flags, people. Don't ignore red flags. But anyway, I did decide to ignore red flags. Now, I will spare you all of the gory details, but to give you a quick rundown, We basically got into a really big argument and this was quite a common occurrence in this relationship. As I've said, it was quite toxic and arguments tended to be quite explosive. There were always tears. There was always one person walking out, storming out and one person, aka me, left, you know, sad. We were having one of those arguments and it just escalated and escalated and escalated and it ended up in me being dumped and me being called lots of nasty names and just being treated like scum. I actually was called scum, which is really funny. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was just like all of this person's feelings for me had just vanished in an instant. I was being accused of a lot of things that I didn't do. I was being accused of being someone that I'm not Just to give you a quick example of what I mean, that night when we were fighting, I took some time to cool off, which is very unlike me. Usually I, you know, want to solve the issue and want to talk it out. But this time I decided to have some me time. I went for a walk and as I was walking, I was looking at the water and I was like, oh, I really want to jump in that water. But I didn't have any bathers on. So I just took off my dress and went in in my bra and undies, which is fine. There was no one on the beach. It was dark. And I walk back to the hotel room and this man decides to accuse me of literally cheating on him out the front of the hotel just because I went for a swim. And apparently a swim equates to me swimming with boys and blah, blah, blah. It just wasn't a good vibe. I was just being accused of really absurd dramatic things and it was just silly it was ridiculous I was dumped in Thailand two days after my birthday and we still had I think it was either two or three days left of the trip he did tell me 
to move hotels and I probably would have but luckily I called my mum told her the situation and she was like Amy no way in hell he's breaking up with you he wants to leave you he can find a new hotel room he's not kicking you out of that hotel room plus it was also booked in my name I stepped into my power I got myself together and I went back to the hotel room and I told him look you're breaking up with me you don't want to be with me so you're going to be the one that has to leave so he did leave he got a new hotel room and I didn't see him for the rest of the trip which was it was shocking because I was not expecting to be solo traveling on this trip in Thailand I was not mentally prepared for it and it was scary to be honest I was quite scared now I have been a person that's wanted to solo travel for a long time. Like it's been on my bucket list. But this experience has kind of made me think, do I want to solo travel? I don't know if it was just the fact that it was just sprung on me. I wasn't mentally prepared to be alone. So maybe that's why I didn't enjoy it. But yeah, it was really hard. Like I was alone in Kopipi, a tiny little island. It was just cooked. Guys, I cannot explain how cooked this situation was like every five minutes I would look around I'd be like walking in the street trying to find food by myself and I would look around and I think is this really happening like have I really just been broken up on my 21st trip and now I'm alone in Thailand I could not fathom it and I just felt sick I was just so anxious it was horrible but I mean character development right And honestly, I'm really glad that the breakup happened this way because as soon as we broke up, as soon as I realized that this person was willing to just leave me in a foreign country and disregard my safety and everything, it just clicked in my mind that I was like, you do not want to be with someone like this. Like, this is not the person for you. You should not be with someone that's willing to do this to you. And that made the breakup so much easier and I got over him so much quicker than I thought I would because we have broken up before and gotten back together and, you know, if the breakup wasn't as horrific this time around, maybe I would have tried to get back with him again because I just... I don't know. I was a little Delulu, maybe a lot Delulu, but it just wasn't clicking in my mind that the relationship wasn't healthy and that it was toxic. Like I knew I wasn't completely happy and I knew I wanted things to change, but I don't know. If you've been in a toxic relationship, then you'll understand it's just hard to get out of and it's just hard to like switch your brain over to realize that this isn't a good person. So I am grateful that the breakup happened in a way that made me realize this is not the person for me. So I guess that story is a prime example of how a holiday really does put your relationship to the test because I am one of the few people that got broken up with on holiday. Honestly, one piece of advice I have for you couples out there, surely you can wait until you get home to break up because leaving someone alone in a foreign country is scary or the least you can do is, you know, check up on them and make sure they're okay Maybe plan a little catch up during the holiday if you feel like you need to break up with them on this holiday. Just, yeah, just a word of advice. (laughs) Now, guys, I know I'm probably not the most trusted source to give advice on how to get through a holiday with a boyfriend or a girlfriend because, as you've just heard, I actually ended up getting myself dumped in Thailand. (laughs) I have compiled a few tips that I think will help people get through a couple's holiday. So whether you want to take them or not, you can listen and see what you think. Okay, the first thing I think that's really important on a holiday, 
I think this is important whether you're with family, friends or a partner, is that you need to have some me time. You need to be open to having me time for yourself and you need to be willing to give your partner some me time as well. Even if it's literally just a 30 minute walk or if it's just going to buy a coffee or going for a massage or going to the gym, whatever. I just feel like alone time is important because spending a prolonged period of time together where you're literally in each other's pockets can just create tension even if there's no issues in the relationship it's just like suffocating sometimes especially if you're one of those people that feels like their social battery gets drained and you just need to have some alone time to recuperate and just relax and come back to yourself then that's really important to just do what you need to do asking for alone time And seeing how your partner responds to that is going to be very telling because your needs should be respected. So observing how your partner responds to you asking for alone time is definitely a good thing to look out for. Okay, the second thing that I think is really important for when you're traveling with a partner is that you really need to be clear on your budget and you need to be clear on who is paying for what because as we all probably know money can be a major conflict for all couples you really need to be clear on what your budget is what you're willing to spend every day who's going to pay for what whether you want to split things 50 50 or whether one person's going to pay more or whatever i think you really really need to be clear on that to avoid any conflicts regarding money if one person you know has expectations that this trip's going to be really bougie and you're going to go to all of these nice places and then another person is expecting to be on more of a budget and maybe cook meals at the accommodation a bit more often. There's an imbalance there and it's just not going to work. You need to be able to come to some sort of compromise. So that is definitely a conversation that needs to be had before the holiday, I think, for things to run as smoothly as possible. Now, my third tip, as I just kind of touched on before, is that you do need to be willing to compromise. As I said, you need to be willing to compromise on money and expectations, but you also need to be willing to compromise just on the things that you want to do, the way you want to spend your days during the trip. You need to spend your days in a way that makes both people happy and that both people are enjoying, not just, you know, spend the whole time doing everything that one person wants to do and then the other person ends up hating it or wishing they spent their time another way. And my last tip is kind of a more of a general travel tip. I actually should have prefaced this fact before I listed all of these tips because I think this makes me a little bit more credible in giving travel tips. I have actually done a lot of travel. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before, but I was born in England and all of my family's over there. Literally the only family I have in Australia is my mum and sister and that's it. So literally all of our family is across the world. So we are traveling to England all the time ever since I was little and usually when we go to England we do a little bit of a Europe trip as well so I've been traveling a lot and I think I am quite skilled (laughs) not to toot my own horn but I just think I'm always organized I always plan I always have a great itinerary I'm great at finding all the good spots to go I've got my mum to thank for that. She's been getting a lot of mentions in the episodes, but I do have my mum to thank for that because she has taught me very well on how to be a good traveller. So this fourth tip is kind of a more general travel tip, but it definitely is relevant to couples holidays because it's going to make sure things run smoothly and it's going to try and avoid 
conflicts that can happen when things get too stressful. So the tip is to make sure that you have planned, booked and organized all of the logistical kind of more boring things before you go on the trip. So make sure you've got your boarding passes printed out. If you need transport from the airport, book it. If you need transport to the airport, book it. Check in early. Do the online check-in for your flights. Wear your cases before you get to the airport to avoid any stresses of trying to move things around. Book any tickets for places that you want to go. Book reservations for restaurants to make sure that you're going to get in. Have a rough idea of an itinerary that everyone is happy with so that you're not arguing about what places you want to go to. Know exactly what time you need to be at the airports. Know exactly what terminal you need to be at. Just do all the logistics and have everything planned and organized. Maybe in a document, maybe you want to print things out. Just make sure everything is going to run as smooth as possible and you know where you need to be at all times. You've got things booked just because traveling can be so stressful if you aren't organized. I think organization is key in getting things to run smoothly and it just reduces the things that you have to stress about. When you know that you've got all your tickets, you've got everything booked, you know where you need to be, you don't have that stress in the back of your mind and it's not going to put excess pressure on your relationship that doesn't need to be there because inevitably even if you are organized things probably will crop up that do cause stress so at least you have as much as you can organized so then when things do crop up it's not the end of the world it's not like a mountain of stress is crumbling down on you it's just one little thing that you can deal with because you have everything else for your trip planned thoroughly I know some people do like to be spontaneous but planning doesn't mean you can't be spontaneous okay just book the important stuff like the transport just know where you need to be like the addresses of your accommodation know the terminals that kind of thing and you can still leave room for spontaneity just organize all of the important stuff I've got my little few days away coming up with my boyfriend soon so this is definitely going to be a test hopefully I don't come back single like I did coming back from Thailand. I'm sure I won't. I'm sure it's going to be fine, but I am going to report back on how we go because I think it's going to be interesting. We are camping on this trip. We're not flying anywhere. We're just camping and going snowboarding, which should be interesting, but I definitely think there's going to be a few tests. You know, we're going to have to put up a swag together. We're going to have to cook on a fire. Are we going to cook on a fire? I don't know. We haven't really discussed that. Maybe we'll go out. I'm going to be learning how to snowboard. We'll see if he can teach me how to snowboard. So if you're listening, there's a bit of pressure here, (laughs) but I'm sure it's going to be good. I'm actually so excited and I will report back how we go. All right, guys, I think that's everything I wanted to talk about in this week's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you are on a holiday right now, I hope you're living it up. I hope your couple's holiday is the romantic fairy tale that we all dream of. I'm hoping that's what my little weekend getaway is going to be like. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Spotify and you can also leave me a star rating on there as well. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and TikTok, which is just love, sex and psych on both. And I will be speaking to you all in next week's episode. Bye.